What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Benelli, and alongside me, as always, we got Ray Volo, Dean Montalbano. Fellas, how are we feeling? Victory Monday, baby. Couldn't it is Victory either. Monday. Victory fucking Monday. God, it's the best feeling in the world, is it not? It really it, is. It genuinely is. It's we will just, def- Everything just tastes better. The, the air smells fresher. It's, it, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Love it. It's it's that green, baby. It's that green going everywhere. Yeah, sure. And I ain't talking about the greens in our bowls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will definitely get to the Jets after a huge victory on Sunday, but we are talking college football here. Let's recap some of the games. Uh, really good week of college football. Um, unfortunately, the, the games that we recapped uh, weren't the closest of matchups, but we'll start with the closest matchup. Uh, number seven, Kentucky on the road at Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss, a 22 to 19 victory over Kentucky. Ray, what'd you see from this game? Um, this was a, a really good contest, honestly, and a lot of back and forth. Um, what'd you see from this game? I mean, it was, like you said, it was a great game, great SEC battle. And honestly, surprisingly, uh, Ole Miss is what won them the game in that last, uh, last stop. Uh, their run game looked good again, 186 yards on the ground. Uh, that's I mean, that's going to be their bread and butter. They're up-tempo, fast-paced offense uh, running the ball. And then on the other side, Kentucky, uh, Levis uh, kind of disappointed again a little bit, I feel like. I mean, his, his stat line isn't the worst. I think he was 18 to 24 with 220 and two touchdowns. But he, he missed some throws. He, just, he didn't look that good. And he honestly just obviously didn't have what it take to get them uh, the dub. Yeah, uh, you said it. The, the stat line doesn't look too bad, um, but two very, very costly fumbles um, for Will Levis. It's probably the difference in the game. Dean, uh, what would you see there? Yeah, um, we couldn't have been more spot on with our preview of this game. I said it from the jump. I said, explain it to me like I'm five. How is Kentucky get, getting seven points? I get they were at Ole Miss, but we basically said on this pod that we thought the number should be about two and a half, three, uh, which ended up obviously being the exact amount of points between them and that it would be really a pick them in a neutral territory. But another big, big point that we brought up is if the, if Kentucky was able to contain Jackson dart, which they ended up doing really well, just eight for 40. And he was, you know, again, they leaned on that running game, which they were very effective in, but Jackson Dark couldn't get much going. And Will Levis played solid, but missed out on his opportunity to really, you know, have his coming out party and solidify himself in top three quarterback prospects moving into next year, which he probably still is. But you guys get the gist. It ended up being a great game and a tough battle. And yeah, he smashed it. And he'll he'll definitely get his opportunities. Um Definitely a big game squandered for him in terms of draft process. There were definitely a lot of yeah. scouts um, looking at guys on Kentucky, looking at some some big guys for, for old Miss, like Zach Evans. Um, but he will get Mississippi State. He will get Tennessee. Um, he will play Georgia. So some opportunities for hopefully for a better performance. Um, again, if you didn't really watch the game, 18 for 24 with two touchdowns, people would say, oh, he played great. Um, but obviously, like I said, the, the two big turnovers, um, the two big fumbles were really uh, were really the game for them here. I mean, as a draft prospect, though, I think I saw a comp that I kind of – I mean, I don't know if it's like, exact or not, but someone said like Stafford 
I kind of see it. He's got that big build and he's got a big arm, which is um I didn't know how strong of an arm he actually had, but he's got he's got a fucking cannon on him. He's just gotta work on some of the fundies, you know. He's very he's very, very athletic too. When yeah, he was at Penn State. I mean he was a wildcat guy, right? He was the wildcat guy. He honestly couldn't really throw the ball. Um, or at least wasn't accurate enough to throw the ball, but he was their guy that all their special packages and stuff like that. He's a good athlete. He doesn't run too much at Kentucky now. They they spread it out a little more. Um, but for Kentucky moving forward, they did get Chris Rodriguez back. Um, He's a big boy, that guy. He is a big boy. Obviously, there was a little rust, but they were able to get him going a little bit. Um, and for Ole Miss, they're, they're going to keep it rolling. And, man, th- this tandem of, of Judkins and, and Zach Evans is – crazy good evans is quiet but yeah judkins fucking went off yeah Evan, evans had the touchdown early that put them up um i know it, it's pretty crazy because everything before the season was that evans top five guy um in terms of draft purposes but this freshman man he's re- he's really something he's really really good player oh uh, sauce before we move on i just I have a quick question for you mm-hmm. uh do you think would you right now if you had to make the trade like go I knew back this in time, was coming. Le- yeah. Levis, Levis for your boy Clifford, would you do it? Uh well Penn State's undefeated, so no. <laughs> um, <laughs> really? No. Uh like probably. I, I honestly Maybe don't really not. know. Um obviously they're not even close in terms of like draft stock and moving yeah. up, but I mean, Clifford's a fucking six-year guy, and some I know he's not the the best player in the world, but sometimes six – I mean, especially six years playing fucking quarterback in college, like he is a good college quarterback for them um, in some sense, and he's the leader of the team. The guys do rally around him. So I don't know. It's tough to say. Ask final me that. Answer, final answer right now. I'm going to say no because we're undefeated right now. But – Ask me that in two weeks off the bye when we play Michigan at the Big House. Okay, fair enough. We'll see what happens there. All right, next game we're looking at uh, number two, Alabama on the road, number 20, Arkansas. Um, Alabama got up quickly in this game, ended up winning the game 49-26. to 26. Uh, Arkansas tried to make it a game. I think they went on a 16-0 run to start the second half. Yeah, right, um, right yeah. after Bryce went down. Yeah, but – Yes, that that is the story of the game. Um, Bryce Young goes down, but they were able to hold Arkansas off and turn it on. Um, Dean, what are you thinking without Bryce now? Um, what was the guy's name? I can't. Jalen uh, Milrow. 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 Yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, you got looks like a beast. He, honestly, he he looks. He's like a specimen. A specimen, like a actual freak of nature, and. You know, I'm not going to really write him off after one game where he threw four of nine and obviously was, you know, they were just trying to utilize his legs as much as possible. He went six for 91 on the ground for a tutty. And, I mean, he barely got to show what he could do. Uh, So, you know, and he was just thrown in in the middle of the game. Not a ton of preparation, I'm sure. But it was just the Jameer Gibbs show. I mean, 72-yard run and then 76-yard run. Those were kind of the uh, really put Arkansas out to sleep. All I could say is when I was watching this game, especially the fourth quarter, I was just so fucking happy. I had no money on Arkansas because holy <laughs> shit, was that unfortunate to be a part of? Shout out Ray. Because 
to basically with six minutes left, just a Jameer Gibbs 76 yard run to basically go over by a touchdown. And it was, you know, they were only up 16. Say that that was just a garbage time, few first downs, maybe even call it there. And obviously weren't going to be aggressive where they're going for points most of the time. They were up 16. Uh, <laughs> I would be a little bit upset if I had Arkansas because Bama covered by, you know, really just an unfortunate series of events. You know, that, that fourth quarter was fucking whack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Ray to jump in. And yeah, no, that point. Because <laughs> like the I was like uh, obviously Ohio State was on so I was like flipping back and forth and shit but like the first half I had I written I wrote it off I'm like okay like this is over mm-hmm. it's a loss I mean yeah, you got pulled back I was, I was like I'm such a, I was like I'm such a fucking sucker and then um, Bryce Young goes down and they made that third quarter run and I then I started counting it as a win I'm like okay that's a dub <laughs> like, yeah. and then I fucking saw those, that fucking Milro touchdown run and then Gibbs I think it was right after it. I was like fuck this team bro. Um, I mean, I'll talk about more more about Arkansas players later, but yeah, it was very unfortunate. That's why I don't take those sucker ass bets. Yeah, that was a tough one. And uh, Dean, you mentioned Gibbs for sure. He needed a, a massive game like this, especially for his draft stock. Big tra- big time transfer from Georgia Tech coming into the year. Everybody thought he was going to be the guy. Um, he has played really well, but um, he's been kind of second fiddle sometimes to to uh, McClellan. Um, so I'm glad to see that he got his opportunity this game. 18 for 206, two touchdowns. Um, really, really nice game for Jamir Gibbs. And that Alabama defense, too, would be remiss to say. They they fucking turned up, man. Fucking three sacks, uh, nine tackles for a loss. They were fucking all over the goddamn place. Yeah. I mean, we finally saw so, uh, Dallas Turner didn't get a sack, but two and a half tackles for a loss. We finally saw our boy turn up a little bit. Eight tackles. Yeah, eight tackles, fucking crazy, and two of two, ten. I saw, I saw two of two had a really bad penalty, uh, like a, a personal foul that like, kept the drive going too. I saw it was like you just like randomly shoved someone after the whistle. I was actually pissed off, like, and I was and I had money on Arkansas. Like, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? You can't fucking do that. Like, you just like shoved them like back to the ground or something. I was like, dude. just a football guy. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the third game. Uh, number nine, Oklahoma State at number 16, Baylor. Oklahoma State, a 36-25 to 25 victory. Ray, what would you see here uh, from the Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, what's his um, – Oklahoma State really uh, turned up. I mean, our Baylor Bears, I think we all had them picked to win the Big 12, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, sir. I mean, that's – Hi, uh, Texas. Uh, word. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, all of our Big 12 winners are pretty much out. Uh, but Spencer Sanders really broke that curse against that he has against Baylor. He played mm-hmm. a pretty nice game, um, 20 of 29, 181 yards only. But it, I feel like he played a lot better than that. And he also got down on the ground, too, with the 75 y- yards rushing in a tutty. Um, I mean, they're probably like the last chance for the Big, the Big 12 has right now, I guess. I mean, TCU's been playing pretty well. Uh, Kansas State's been playing pretty well, but, like, um, I guess Oklahoma State's the front runner if they want to make, uh, break that playoff curse, dude. Horn frogs all day long. Yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> you're a big horn frog guy, right? Yeah, dude. They're gonna they're gonna dug on the fucking uh, on the Big Twelve. But, uh, I mean, also too, but in this game, like Blake Shapen didn't even play that bad either. I saw he had a, a no a few a handful of really nice throws, like especially come some nice deep ones too. Um, he put three hundred forty five yards through the air, but. This Baylor D uh, has been struggling a little bit lately. I think that's that's pretty much the takeaway. Their D is not uh, what we all thought it was coming to this season. 
especially in the trenches. Yeah, the the two shaping uh, interceptions were both late too in, in the fourth quarter. One was uh, off his receiver's hands and got and got tipped uh, while they were driving too, and they were down eight, I think. And then the last one was with like three minutes left. Um, not a great throw, but he actually did play pretty well. I was uh, pretty impressed with with how he played and how he handled himself too. But you said it, uh, Sanders, massive game. Oklahoma State looks like they are in the driver's seat now for the Big 12. Anybody else? We're good? I mean, I think it's time. I say we move it along. I think, I think you covered it perfect. I was going to make a nice PFF comment. I wonder if those two interceptions were tur- turnover-worthy throws. Fucking dorks. Uh, the first one was definitely not a turnover-worthy throw. <laughs> Fucking hate that shit, man. It's so annoying. All right, we'll we'll round it out with our last game. Top 10 matchup here. Uh, number 10, NC State on the road. Number five, Clemson. Clemson, a 30-20 to 20 victory. DJ, once again, made all the plays he needed to, and that defense really, really got after Devin Larry Ray. Um, we, kinda, we definitely mentioned it, but that defensive line getting after Leary, I think, was the difference. Yeah, I mean, I think we said, like, their defensive line would have the pressure of. I, I'm pretty sure Percy was out, right? He was out. Um, and but I mean, their secondary held up too. I mean, that was the weakest. I mean, the weakest part of their team, I would say, by far, was their secondary, and they held them 245 yards past, and they even had a pick in there. Um, I didn't get to catch much of this game, if I'm being honest, but I'm curious to see how the my guy Nate Wiggins played because he looked like fucking absolute doo doo uh, prior week. I see it two pass pass defended though, so that's pretty good. It's your boy. Yeah. This was another game I believe we were absolutely spot on in our preview. You know, not a lot to know about these teams, especially coming in. I feel like we had some definitely some questions answered. And I think that moving forward, this is probably just going to be a breeze for Clemson taking taking the ACC. I'm, I'm still not really sold on DJ, to be honest with you. I know we got done with his legs and everything, but I feel I did see a lot of passes where he just like, he panics out of the pocket and just fucking sells a lot of throws. Yeah, just like I don't know, man. Uh, I'm very, very curious to see what this line for Boston College at Boston College is gonna be next week because that just has trap game all over it. Dude, Boston College trapped the fuck out of me this week. It looked like they, looked, they literally looked like Alabama this weekend. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I wanted to fucking shoot myself in the face. I had that 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 original line was like fifty. I'll get to it in my. Bets, but I'm gonna say it now because now I'm hurting. But it was like 51 and a half or something like that, and uh, I teased it up to like 58 and a half. That game was like 58 and a half in the second quarter. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was fucking absurd. Um, but anyway, yeah, Clemson again looks like they're in the driver's seat now. Um, be curious to see if any of these ACT ACC teams. Can stack up against them. DJ looks like he's got a little confidence now, and um, and the defense is rolling. So we'll see what happens there. All right, let's move on to our stock up, stock down section. Who wants to go first? All right, uh, Dean, you go first. Okay. All uh, right. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> first off, we'll go with the obvious. We're going Horn Frogs, baby. Uh, just let me pull it up real quick because your boy's getting jazzed the fuck up. Uh, I'll even touch on it a little bit more when I go into my bet because your boy was perfect. 
not only in college, but in NFL as well. Second week in a row in college, your boy is just full on back. Everyone knows the first two weeks of football is a fucking absolute hoax. It's bullshit. It's all luck. Now it's all skill and your boy's back. If you can't see, my Zoom name is Doug Don because our first winner and our first stock up guy for sure has to be the Horn Frogs quarterback, Max Duggan. Went 23 of 33, 302 and three touchdowns. But wait, also five carries for 116 yards, 23.2 yards per carry for two touchdowns. The guy just torched the Sooners, torched them. Not only in the air, but on it with his legs. And this team is going to be a problem. Real insightful. Very. All right, right. Oh, you're oh you're a philosophizer. <laughs> you need, right, you need, more, you you need more to be said than Doug Don. Uh, you're good. You're good. Uh, right, who you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go a little bit um, I guess under the radar, so to speak. I'm going Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers. Uh, the senior, he's a little undersized. I think he's like listed at 172, but I mean, a lot of people think that he may be sub 170, which is, you don't see too often, uh, five ten. but he is a big play waiting to happen. Uh, last game against Louisville. I mean, this is the one that killed sauce, but five receptions, 151 yards, two touchdowns. I think he had a 69 yard touchdown. And then he had another, like, I think it was a like 55 yard touchdown where he like kind of mossed a fucking corner Perfect. at that size is super impressive. Um, he's a deep threat. Like he's a big deep threat. Um, like uh, what you call it? To stretch the field, but he when he get, he also gets uh utilized a lot in the screen game. He's electric after the catch, making people miss. Uh, I know Jim Nagy tweets a lot. Was tweeting a lot about him. He had a couple threads talking about him that he's uh he's been on their uh radar a lot this year. Uh, he's a four year star, four year guy for Boston College. So, and he's kind of produced every year. To be honest with you, he had three hundred forty one yards as a freshman. 892 as a sophomore, about 750 last year. And he's already at like 500 this year with five touchdowns. So uh, a big year in a draft class that's kind of loaded with a similar style receiver to him, I feel like. they have. A, there's a lot of guys this year who are a little undersized, like at him and Addison, who are just big play threats. So curious to see where he'll uh, fall in the pecking order as the season comes down. Yeah, didn't like that so much for uh, my bets, but – he will be an interesting guy to watch out for. First guy I'm looking at, um, big-time player, Miles Murphy. We just mentioned him um, in that Clemson game, had a sack and a half in that game. He's got three straight games with the sack. Um, and these last two last, these last two seasons, 17 and a half sacks and 35 tackles for loss. He's a freak. Uh, 6'5", 270. He's got length. He's got speed. He's got bend. He should be a top 10 pick in this upcoming draft. And I'm excited to to see him keep it rolling. He plays with a lot of good players on that, on that Clemson defensive line. So it's always interesting to see how those guys actually end up doing in the NFL uh, when they're not playing around. I don't want to say so much talent because obviously the NFL is more talented than college. Uh, but in terms of a condensed talent, I guess I'll say in terms of team style and college football, it'd be really interesting to see but a big stock up for Miles Murphy. Three straight games with the sack is really nice. Yeah, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a, um a, like like you said like a top ten pick most likely, and um, curious to see how he does the rest of the way. Yeah, that defensive front is fucking loaded. I know we say it every episode, but it's actually insane. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. 
I would love to see Venerable still <laughs> coaching D there, but he's got his own trouble. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> ain't, that ain't that the truth. Could have been a big stock down for us this week, Oklahoma. I mean, but... It is. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Hey, I didn't even realize. Uh, Dean, who you got for your second stock up? Yeah, my second stock up. I'd be remiss not to uh, not to name a Ute as uh, they're not going against the best competition, but a, definitely a tough Oregon State uh, team. So, you know, which they demolished. But I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball and talk about sophomore Clark Phillips, uh, corner. He probably is going to project as a probably an inside slot corner in the NFL, but this guy is going to be a stud. He's sticky and has amazing ball skill, which he definitely displayed on Saturday. He had three picks, uh, one taken to the crib. And if my bull prediction that the Utes went out is going to come true, Cam Rising is going to need to play his game, which is going to be a ton of safe football and just really good intermediate to short passes with some solid ground game, and then this defense needs to get a few takeaways for them to really, really just run the gamut, which I think is definitely possible and going to fucking happen. Nice. Ray, who you got for your number two? Uh, I'm going with someone who I talked about in the preview episode, uh, Arkansas linebacker Drew Sanders. Uh, This guy has had an absolute monster year since transferring over from Alabama, ironically enough, and he showed out against his former team. 12 tackles, uh, a sack, a tackle for a loss. He, this guy is um, he's really intriguing prospect. He's got six and a half tackles on the year, uh, six and a half sacks on the year. Sorry about that uh, already as an off-ball linebacker, which is pretty impressive. And his size is like, he's like a unicorn out there. 6'5", 232, like off-ball linebacker. You don't see that too often. Uh, and I feel like t- NFL teams are going to love his closing speed. He, when he, uh, he doesn't really, like, he's a good blitzer and everything, but like his sack on Bryce Young, he just, like recognize him leaving the pocket and then just closed in fast and fucking had a nice shoestring tackle. He brings a lot of energy. Uh, I'm super excited to see like, how NFL evaluators are going to like determine like his draft stock. Cause I feel like I don't really see uh, many people talking about him already, despite his monster start to the season. So uh, curious to see how it goes. Nice. Um, I'll end it with another guy that we mentioned, but uh, he's been too good all season to not mention him. Uh, Quinshawn Judkins, the freshman running back fr- from Ole Miss. And like I said, took over this backfield pretty much from Zach Evans, who was supposed to be everybody's top in their top five running backs for this upcoming draft. And just as a freshman, he's been unbelievable. Um, over 500 yards already on only 85 carries, averaging 6.3 yards a carry. Um, and he's a bruiser. He's 5'11", 220, just churns out first downs uh, for this up-tempo offense. Um, I'm really curious to see what he does over the next two years because this guy, he most likely will be an All-American in the next two years um, and should be a very, very high running back draft pick when he does decide to make that jump. Uh, but really love me some some Quinchaw Jokins, not only for the name, because that's a fucking fire name. That is, that is team old name for sure. Yeah, that's big time. All right, let's move on to our stock downs. Dean, who you got as your number one stock down? Uh, number one stock down has to be someone, has to be a, honestly a team from a game that I don't think anyone was expecting uh, an upset to occur in, especially since Georgia Tech just fired their coach a few days ago. 
and that's going to be the that's going to be Pittsburgh. I feel like most people were not expecting them to run it back. I mean, not even most, just kind of all weren't expecting them to run it back this year and, and win another ACC title. But it does not help losing 26-21 to, again, a team that has no – should have no part in, in a game against just dropping their – just dropping their coach. And it was pretty piss poor. I was able to catch a condensed version of it and – Really, just the play in total, they looked slower. They looked not as strong, and they were just getting kind of bullied on both sides of the football, which I was shocked to see. Yeah, right. Who you got for your uh, your second stock down? This will be my first, um, I guess, yeah. Your I'll, first. I'll, I'll go with the, spoil, the one that you already spoiled. I'm going to Oklahoma, uh, in particular, that defense. I guess the whole team, actually. Uh, they just got beat down by uh, the Horn Frogs. Uh, their quarterback got knocked out in the middle of the game, started a, a huge brawl because he got fucking murdered. Um, but, I mean, like I said, their defense in particular, they allowed 668 yards in this TCU team. And be, when they, you bring Will Venables in to be your coach, like, you're, you can't let that shit happen. That's, like, not something to be expected at all. Like, he is a defensive-minded head coach. you think he'd be sure on that side of the ball. But not only is it like just the uh, yards, like it was just big play after big play. I think they have allowed like like three or four 60 plus yard touchdowns. It was a 73 yard pass from Max Duggan, um, a 67 yard run by Max Duggan, another 62 yard pass by Max Duggan, and then uh, they're running back at a 69 yard run. It's just like big plays like that. It's not something you expect to see. So it's just a tough look. Back to back losses for them too. 0 and 2 in the conference, just really tough. Yeah, and I'm going to follow it up with uh, another team that is just really struggling and just fired their coach, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, fire Paul Christ over the weekend, um, a 2-3 and three start, a brutal 34-10 to 10 loss to Illinois, also killed another better mind. Way to go, guys. Um, <laughs> but for Christ, I mean, what a, what a fall from grace, honestly. It's been these last three years pretty much from uh, – for Wisconsin, I mean, he started seven plus seasons. Uh, he was sixty-seven and twenty-six. Wisconsin was a powerhouse, especially in that Big Ten West. Uh, three Big Ten West division titles, but the last three years they obviously had four and three in the COVID year. They finished nine and four after a brutal start last year, um, and then obviously two and three this year. And Graham Mertz stinks. Um, I really, I really, really like Brandon Allen, their running back, but he couldn't get anything going against Illinois and then obviously game script wise they, they fell behind and they like to run the football, but Graham Mertz is honestly pathetic. Uh, just some miserable throws, some two terrible picks. Um, so curious to see what this team looks like moving forward, especially with our boy, Jim Leonard taking over as the interim head coach. I really do like that. I think, I think he'll actually probably end up staying if I had to guess um, that would be my, that would be my pick. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He's been uh, really, so good for them at DC for the last like however many years, by at least five, right? Big time. Yeah. Um, so a stock down for Wisconsin, tough day, but maybe with Jim Leonard, uh, brighter things are ahead. Yeah, I feel like that's good, like good point. Like maybe re- like rejuvenize them and get a little like uh diversity in that program, especially on offense. They need to do something. That offense has just been the same for I feel like since I started watching it and like Always have a liability a little bit at quarterback. Always have a strong run game and strong offensive line. Like, yeah, fix that up. Big time. 
I mean, by, I mean, by all accounts too, Leonard's a sick recruiter. They say, yeah. I mean, so hopefully that like if he takes over a head coach, that like opens up for like all positions. But I mean, it, I think it also goes to, um, not only recruiting, a, like these quarterbacks that that come in now, but developing them because Grant Merch was big time quarterback when he came in, uh, and he played really well as a freshman too. He, I mean, with that that first game that he had, he threw five touchdowns, right? Yeah. Um. So. He was a big time, big time guy. He was a big time guy at the Elite Eleven camp in in high school, but obviously has not developed the way they thought he would. Uh, need to do something about that quarterback position for sure. All right, Dean, round us out with your uh, your second stock down. Um, did we did we have uh, the Aggies as a stock stock down last week? No, but we always talk shit about the Aggies. But you can talk shit about them again if you want. Uh, I'm going to talk about, talk shit about them from maybe a different light that we haven't before, but it's definitely at the top of the top of mind uh, right. for Aggies fans, especially. Uh, and that's just the fact that we're in year five now of Jimbo Fisher, and he's yet to get ten wins at College Station. Uh, definitely a prolific program in its history, and one that attracts a ton of high tier recruits. So really no excuse for that. And now already three and two, and they just got blown out by Mississippi State, which is a great team. But, you know, Jimbo Fisher still has another 10 years and 95 mil on his contract, I'm pretty sure. Maybe even more, maybe like 100. Max Johnson is now day-to-day after looking pretty piss poor. And they won't get better with Haynes King, who came in uh, in relief last game and threw two quick picks off of six of 13 passes. That guy sucks. Yeah, yeah fucking brutal. That guy stinks. Doesn't look good. I know they let up a ton of pressure. They let up four total sacks, but that O-line looked pretty brutal and pass pro, and they weren't getting a ton done on the ground either. Even though they were averaging about seven yards per carry, it was pretty brutal. They had four total, ta- uh, four total turnovers in the game, which is just not going to do it, and they were not in this game for even a little bit. And we're not in this game at all. Yeah, they blow. And <laughs> really curious to see what uh kind of the the bounce back is, or at least how many transfers they have moving into the portal next year. I don't, I don't, I, don't I don't I really don't think so. I think they're I think it's a long a little bit more of a long term thing. I mean that one class that they had last year was fucking historic, and those boosters are just gonna keep pounding money into it so i don't think it's they're gonna set the pack alarm yet but um they definitely got figured that quarterback spot out that's a huge uh weakness for that team i mean i guess every bad team if you really think about it but right it is all right Ray, who you got for your second stock down uh i'm gonna actually go back to that quarterback position i'm gonna talk about uh kj jefferson uh big guy and uh, i mean he's got all the ta- a ton of talent big like, cam newton like like stature Dual threat ability, but he just did not get it done against Bama. He only had 155 yards in the air, and that's just not going to do it. A touchdown, no picks, but he was just like I said, he was erratic. He was sailing throws. He kind of like kind of looked hesitant in the pocket. I guess that like happens when Alabama's front just getting after you like they do, but really uh, poor there. Then he also only had 38 rushing yards, where like that was like what they he needed to be, like, be able to be that dual threat and like get it done both ways for them to win and just didn't get it. Like he just couldn't do it. Yeah. I really, really like KJ Jefferson. Hopefully he keeps it going. Cause he has had a good season so far, obviously. I feel like playing, he's just playing like Alabama is pretty much four year season, but yeah, I feel like he's just one of those guys who's just like against like the 
elite of the elite. He's just not going to be able to get it done, which is which sucks. But like against like lower level or mid level SEC teams, I think he's just going like, to, he's one of those guys who's going to put up big numbers and get everyone believing again just to fucking crush you. Right. All right. I'll round this out here. Uh, I was going to talk about Will Levis, uh, but my second stock down is the Aaron Judge simulcast. Um, <laughs> absolutely fucking absurd. I'm sorry, but I I was watching the Penn State. The Penn State game came on at, at 3.30. Um, I really wasn't watching too much of, uh, I forget what other, I think it was the Kentucky Ole Miss game. So I was kind of flipping back and forth uh, through ESPN. But like, if you want to watch Aaron Judge possibly hit a home run, you would be subscribed to Yes. <laughs> Like if you nobody fucking cares. It's so I, annoying. I'm much, I, I would have fucking loved football. to been a fly on the wall at somebody's down south, like in in Mississippi, <laughs> watching Kentucky and Ole Miss playing. Like these fucking guys, like bringing me to Aaron Judge. Not only did they originally start the simulcast with completely removing the picture of the game. Yeah, ESPN, they're brutal. ESPN doesn't have the capabilities to go picture in picture. I guess. Yeah, no, um, so bad. And and then when they did go picture in picture, finally, I, I'm sure there were a million people tweeting out about it. Um, they put the sound on Michael K. Who the fuck wants to listen to Michael K. Even during a Yankee game? Like, I, I, I guarantee you, anyone who does is Italian. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so honestly, ESPN. I don't know how how much you had to pay. Yes to get those rights on your TV, but I guarantee you it was a sunk cost. One, because you didn't hit a home run, and two, your product looked like shit. Uh, before we started recording this, they had it on again, and he uh, lined into a double play. Love that. Yeah, Fuck Aaron Judge. <laughs> oh, wait, he's not even going to hit 62. I, I love just, that. I just don't understand. Like, oh, like, yeah, let's all watch him hit the six most home runs in MLB history. In right. Season. Like, it's like, dude, like, I don't care what the fucking AM. You were getting so mad about that. It's just so stupid. It's, it's so almost- stupid. Some guy got pissed off at me because I was like booing Judge. It was funny. <laughs> Loser ass Yankee fans. Oh fuck, that's good. All right, let's round out here. Uh, let's talk some bets. You guys, I think, had a good week. I unfortunately was, let's just say, miserable. Um, Ray, you want to start us up? Yeah, I'll go through mine quick. I went two of two, so two and two rather, not two of two. Uh, I hit my. Ohio State first quarter over 13 and a half. Uh, that was the team, the game total rather, not just Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And I hit the Washington UCLA first half over 32 on Friday night. That one smashed. Did you end and, up hitting the uh, full game over too? Yeah, they both fucking smashed. Nice. It, was, it was dope. Um, and then I bet uh, Purdue, Minnesota over 52. I'll never do that again. That was miserable to watch. And then the Arkansas State plus 17 and a half got raw dogged on that. So um, I think it was like 0.13 up, 0.14 up, 0.13, some bullshit like that. Nice. Stay positive. Yeah. Dino, two for two. You're back. Hey, baby. What can I say? Uh, I wasn't sweating that Kentucky game at all. We even had a chance to win it at the end. But, uh, you know, barring something crazy happening, that game was money in the bank. Like I said, that, that should have been a three-point spread. Maybe four, four and a half at most. Seven was just too much. I should have put my fucking whole bankroll on it. I ended up pussying out and doing half on Kentucky plus seven and half on something else. But don't worry, we smashed both boys. 
He smashed both. Uh, so anyway, we got Kentucky. I had two and a half units on that to win about 2.4. I, I don't have the number up in front of me. And then two and a half units on TCU plus, I forgot exactly what they were plus. I want to say it was four and a half. Boys, can I get a check there? Doesn't matter. They beat the fuck out of them. Yeah. Anyway, they beat the fuck out of them. They, they dug on them. They were plus Max, courtesy of Max Duggan, they fucking dug on them. And your boy was up total about four point eight units just in college. Stay tuned for part two. Your boy did it again in NFL. Nice. All right. So a tough week for myself. Um, <laughs> My Big Ten money line parlay went one for three in the parlay. We mentioned uh, Wisconsin miserable fucking to Illinois, uh, but Minnesota also lost twenty to ten to Purdue. That game sucked. The problem is we're we're betting these games early. Uh, I didn't get the Mo Ibrahim update that he wasn't going to play. So brutal. Um, and if I knew that, I would have never bet on Tanner Morgan's ball bass. Um, I would have completely stayed away from this game. He was pathetic. Uh, three picks and no touchdowns. Um, really, uh, a sad, sad bet, honestly. Uh, way to go, Michigan. You guys pulled it out. Good job. Uh, and then again, I mentioned it before, but the, uh, the seven point under teaser also did not hit, uh, first leg, the Fresno, Fresno State, UConn absolutely smashed. That game went under by like 30 points. Um, but Louisville, BC, like I said, it looked like in a fucking – it looked like a Pac-12 championship almost. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just running up and down the field. I think that game was like 67 total. Fucking ridiculous. So two units lost on the first bet, 1.5 on the second bet. Uh, but I did keep it going with Kansas money line, <laughs> uh, a big win over Iowa State. Iowa State honestly gave that game away. So they snuck that out, right? That yeah, cool. they had two they had two missed field goals. So, uh, but my boy Jalen Daniels plus three thousand to win the Heisman, looking really good right now. Kansas five and zero. Oh. Um, I think Bryce Young has something to say about that. I don't know. Bryce Young's hurt, uh, and CJ Stroud. Uh, CJ Stroud's a fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> so uh, hit 1.5 to win 201 there. So ended up going down 1.49 units. Uh, I'm just reeling in college football right now, to be honest. Yeah, it's not, I was gonna say, it's not even that bad though. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's not looking good though moving forward, but it's only money. Dead ass. Only money. That's true. All right, fellas. So that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed part one of our college football recap episode. Stay tuned. We got part two coming up with the NFL. Um, Stick with us on Thursday. We'll have a nice little preview episode again. Uh, Again, we're going to try to stay as hot as we can betting wise. And I know I just said that after coming off a loss, but we're staying hot. Um, So as always, please rate and subscribe to the pod. And follow our new Twitter at two tackles with the number two and stick with us as we continue this 2022, 2023 season, fellas. Appreciate you. See you fellas. Love you.